Core Confidence Life. Life. Welcome to the Core Confidence Life Personal Development Podcast. I am your host, Dennis, broadcasting to you from New York City. That's right. Don't forget to follow us on social media. Hey, what is that? What's social media? I don't know. Facebook. You can follow us there on Facebook. You can follow us on Instagram, in the Clubhouse, in the Twitter, You can also listen to this uh, show on Apple and Spotify and at least most of your podcast outlets. To learn more about Core Confidence Life, what we do, past episodes, because there's a lot of them, you can go to cclpodcast.com. That's cclpodcast.com. You want to join our mailing list, right? Just go to cclpodcast.com or something like that. And join our mailing list where you can keep abreast on new articles and events that are going on. Okay, here we are on the program. And on today's program, we've got a relationship coach. You know, during this uh, crazy world pandemic and just the ups and downs of life, sometimes our relationships are under stress and struggle. You know, we'd like to get with somebody and hopefully make a life with them and ride through thick and thin. But how do you do that? How do you make your relationship work? How does your relationship survive various trials and tribulations? On today's podcast, Lewis Morris is going to speak to us about relationships, the ups and downs, relationships, how they can survive this uh, current world situation, as well as how can relationships survive the ups and downs in general. Also, if you are single, preparing yourself for a relationship. A lot of us get into relationships and we don't know what the hell we want. We haven't thought about it because you know why? We're looking at that fat ass. That's why. Or we're on a rebound, right? That's why. Or we're lonely and we need someone. That's why. And so we end up in situations that we wake up eight, nine months later going, how did I get here, George? How did I get here? And so we're going to be talking about how to prepare yourself and to know what you want in a relationship before you get one. And also I ask him the ever crucial question of what makes a man? We'll be talking about deeper understandings of manhood. We got a lot on our plate Today, here on Core Confidence Live. So, without any further ado, do any further procrastination, let's do it, man, right after this. Hi, I'm Charlene Bowden, host of the It's Just Us radio show, president and founder of It's Just Us Productions. It's Just Us Productions is a cross media company that produces radio and TV programs that are heard and seen by national and international audiences. Visit our website at IJUProductions.com, follow us on social media, and tune in on the first and third Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the It's Just Us radio show on the Artist First radio network. How you doing, Lewis? I'm all right. What's going on, Dennis? How you feeling? I'm doing well, sir. Welcome to the program. Thanks for spending your time with 
us today. No problem. It's a pleasure to be on, man. Okay, no doubt. So you are a relationship coach. We love relationship coaches here on the program. So talk to us about that. What kind of a relationship coach are you? What do you help couples with? Okay, so I help couples with the main thing mostly that I, because I took a poll a couple of years ago uh, to find out what are the main problems with couples. And the majority of the entries into the poll was about communication either not communicating or misunderstood communication. So that is a major issue in relationships. And then you have other issues like issues with intimacy and affection, you know what I'm saying? And you might have intimate, you might have issues from past relationships that pop up. So any, all of the above, I deal with that, you know, with question and answer, you know, action steps, you know, I have the couples do a little journaling so that they can get their feel, you know, separate their feelings and emotions from their body and things of that sort. And then there are other uh, there are other aspects to it. But those are the, the pillars of the coaching uh, for couples. And then I do the singles thing to get your groove back, <laughs> to get your groove back <laughs> thing where, you know, a person is, you know, looking to start dating again and things like that. So I, you know, put them in a conditioning thing to where they clear their heart of all the past relationship rubble, you know, and then I give them steps to where they might be able to find someone that's compatible with them because everybody doesn't know how to do that, you know, but if once they give me certain information then I can like point them in the right direction. Maybe you should go here, you know, hang out there, you know, and things like that. And there's more to it, but those are the pillars of both of the programs that I offer for couples and singles. All right. So when you say couples, do you mean girlfriend, boyfriend, or do you mean married or all of the above? It's all of the above. You know, matter of fact, uh, me and uh, my significant other, we will be, during the doing the couples coaching together we just uh, put all together it's called the relationship rescue plan so what it'll look like is if you want to have premarital counseling postmarital counseling if you want some counseling just to get uh some idea about how to improve your relationship some things have gone wrong you know, we we work on that with individual couples who, you know, they're not married, but they're just in a long term relationship and they want to stay together. You know, we offer that as well, you know, and you can get it individually with one with me or Kelly or you can get both of us, you know. So, it, you know, we just have an array of things, for, especially for couples, because we want to try to keep the couples together. You know, because uh, the separation and divorce rate has risen so high, especially since the pandemic. So we want to try to uh, we want to try to fix that. Mm, definitely. Definitely. There's so many ways, so many which ways I can go right now. But I want to talk about uh, well, well, you mentioned the pandemic. Right. So uh, I'll just go here. What's been going on? There's been a lot of relationships that you say that have been breaking up. I actually know a, a, a few instances where people are about to get divorced over this stuff. One is pro-vax. The other one is anti-vax. It's just cuckoo. So what are the main problems that's been coming up lately for couples in this situation? Uh, one of them is not knowing how to 
give the other person space because at the beginning, especially at the pandemic, you know, we were uh, we were kind we weren't forced, but it was better that we stayed in home. You know, most people, you know, who had outside jobs were told not to come to work except for essential workers, right? So couples didn't know how to give each other space in that situation. So because of that, they were around each other all the time. You know, it became annoying and they they lost the correct ability to, to communicate and to give each other space in the home or things like that. So it became difficult for them to coexist. So a lot of divorces came out of that. Matter of fact, the divorce rate went up 40%, you know, especially during the beginning of the pandemic. And that's pretty much stayed steady. You know, it's like 40, 45% now, you know, but that's the main issue. You have to, you know, that statement, uh, absence makes the heart grow fonder. You know, there's a lot of validity of that. You know, you, you can't be around a person all the time and not get annoyed by that. You need your own time. You need your own space. You know what I'm saying? So that became a big issue. And because of that, the communication uh, dwindled because they didn't want to talk to each other. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm sick of seeing you. Yeah, I've been on you all day. That's and I right. got to sleep with you too. I'm sick that's, of you. That's right. They didn't want to talk with each other. So that became an issue, you know. And then when you get into that space, other aspects of the relationship suffers. The intimacy suffers. Oh, yeah. You know, the, the sexual relations takes a hit. You know, so all of these things, you know, because of the pandemic, you know, took a hit on couples and marriages and things of that sort. And yeah, you would think like, OK, we're home all the time. We have a lot of free time. You know, we got a lot of time to do what to do. Yeah. But it it doesn't work that way. No. You know, when you when no. you're stressed out, you know, I got every day I'm around you and I got to sleep with you. I'm not really, you know, <laughs> I ain't I, we ain't trying to do nothing. You know, so, right. Right. Yeah, that that's a. So just in general, uh, springboarding off of that, what are some of the uh, I know we discussed a lot of it comes down to communication, which I agree. But just in general, uh, besides the current situation, what are the problems that come up with couples uh, most of the time? How does it manifest? Does it, is it affairs? Is it lying? How does this manifest with couples? OK, well, a lot of times uh, it it manifests itself when old issues come up the per the person or both people haven't done the inner work in order to get rid of past relationship issues or childhood issues that weren't addressed because everything that happened to us in our childhood in our youth if we don't deal with it then it will come up in relationship especially intimate ones because these are the this is the person that we're the closest to in our life we sleep with this person. We share a home with this person. We share sexual fluids with this person. There's no one who's closer to us than that person. So if we don't deal with the past relationship issues or childhood issues properly, they'll come up in a relationship and they will make the relationship turn sour. Now, at the beginning, you don't really see those things because as they say, you know, in modern terminology, they say uh, the representative was there. But once you start living with a person and you're being around a person more regularly, these things start to pop up. So 
that's what we that's what we deal with here. You know, so we deal with the heart first and foremost. That's why, you know, I, I have all these, these things about the heart. You know, matter of fact, I have a heart matters club on Clubhouse. You know, it's important for individuals to address what is in the heart to clean it up so that they can be a more complete human being. You know, and I'll just give you an example, Dennis. I ain't gonna talk too long. My father, when when I was 12, I found out that my father was cheating on my mother. I didn't like it, you know, and for years I hated him because of that, you know, because my mother was a good woman. But when I turned 17, you know, and I started, you know, doing my own things that were unsavory, you know, it led me to forgiving my father because I understood that he had flaws. He was a human being, you know, he made mistakes and like this. So I, I dealt with that issue at 17. I, I dealt with it and got it out because it was better for me to forgive my father for what he had done. Because if I didn't forgive him, then I wouldn't be able to move on properly and it would spill over into my intimate relationships. So that's what I'm that's what that's the uh, example that I want to leave you with in regard to that. Mm, that's true. That's true. And also, just I was thinking about another aspect, like because you were able to forgive your father because you had done the same things, not forgiving him means you're not forgiving yourself as well. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you, you have to get over those things, because if you don't, then again, it's going to spill over into other relationships, not just intimate ones, mm -hmm. but other ones as well. You know, with other family members, with friends, you know, and it's better for you to do that for you. Sometimes we look at forgiveness as a uh, some sign of this is not the case to forgive people is actually a strength it's a virtue you know but you know that's another conversation but <laughs> <laughs> oh man there you go so all right now moving into the, the solution area what do you do when a couple comes to you and say you know what we ain't having sex you know we ain't fucking we ain't hugging we ain't doing nothing i can't stand him what do you do when they first enter uh, your your space? What should we do, Doc? Okay, so the first thing is I have to find out if both of them want to stay together. Because if one of them wants to stay together and the other one doesn't, I, I, I can't do anything with that. Both people have to be on the same page as far as wanting to continue the relationship, to stay in the marriage. If one person wants that and the other one doesn't, it's not going to work. That's the first thing. But if both people are on the same page, then it's my process is easier because now we get into what work because it will require an investment of time and effort and an investment in resources. So once I ascertain that both of them want to continue the relationship, they love each other enough to where they want to stay together, my job becomes easier. So I put certain questions out that will give me an understanding of what the main issue is because there's always a core issue. There's an issue at the core of all of the other problems. So I have to find out what that is first. And I do that through question and answer, right? So once I find out what that core issue is, then I say to them, would you like for me to help me help you with that? And I pinpoint that particular issue you know what I'm saying? Because I see it now. They may not see it, but I see it. 
okay, would you like for me to help you communicate better? Or would you like for me to help you be more sexually active and make your sex life more stimulating? I pinpoint the issue, I point it out to them, and then I tell them what I'm going to do for them. If it's a communication thing, I teach them about table talk, uh, quarterly check-ins. You know, what I mean by that is like you you have a, a check-in with one another every 90 days, right? To where you'll sit down at the table. You'll if, Even if you have to write out what the issues are, you write them out, you sit down, and then there are rules of engagement that I'll give them. Like, uh, if you start to get angry, you take a pause. Uh, before you start to talk, you pray. If they're people of faith or if they're p- spiritual people, you pray before you have to talk. There are steps that happen before they even sit down. But the point is, is that if it's a communication issue, I give them the rules of engagement. If it's a sexual issue, I give them rules. Oh, why don't you try this? Why don't you try a little dress up? maybe increase the foreplay, all of these things. But it ha- I have to know, first and foremost, what is going on. Once I talk with them in the pre in the, uh, consultation call and they answer these questions and they agree that they want to work with me, then I send them what I call a, a worksheet to where there are more questions on it that they have to write and answer and send to me before we get to our first session. So it's all about information first. I need to know what's going on in order to help them with the issues that are present in the relationship. That's very important that you started out with. Do they even want to stay together? It's important. And that's a very important step. Okay, before I even start to doing all these tools and taking you through this, that, and the other, do you even care? <laughs> Yes, I do. Yeah, like, like, do you even care to stay together? Like, before I do all this, so that's very, very important. Check yeah. what your intentions even are for this relationship you're in. Yes, absolutely, I, I, definitely, definitely. So, uh, how long? I know this is kind of an individualized question, depending on the couple. But just in general, when you start talking about making the communication or whatever the problems of sex, better, whatever it is, how long does it take usually before the average couple starts saying, "Oh, oh, okay, this this is getting a little easier." Um, it depends on the couple because you, you have to un- understand something, Dennis, when you're dealing with a couple, you're dealing with two hearts instead of one. That's why couples coaching is a little more. It has to be, a you have to pay, I have to pay close attention during couples because again, I'm dealing with two hearts instead of one. So one participant, it may take them four weeks and they're starting to see it. And then the other person, it may take them six weeks before they catch up. You see what I'm saying? So it, it, it depends on the individual. Sometimes they catch up at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Then other times it takes them longer. You know what I'm saying? It, it depends on who I'm talking to. Uh, what their temperament is, how they were raised, uh, what type of relationships they saw growing up. All of these things play a major role in couples coaching. But one of the beautiful things about the job is that I get all of this information. 
you they share it with me because you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not bragging anything because it's it's a gift. God has given me a gift. People have been doing this with me since I was 13 years old, talking about intimate things with me since I was 13. So people feel comfortable telling me these things. So it's easy for me to get the information. All I got to do is just ask the right questions. So once they give me the information, then I can ascertain whether they're progressing or not. You know what I'm saying? And like I said, most of the time it takes maybe four weeks for people to really start seeing if they're applying the steps. That's the point. They have to be applying what the action steps that I'm giving them. If they're applying the steps, it takes about four weeks for them to start seeing uh, concrete results for most couples. That's just the way it is. Yeah, uh, that's good, good information. Good information. Now, you also said something else. And this, these are some of the people that I I coach as well. We're talking about single people, getting single people ready for relationships. Um, and that's something that I do as well uh, with some of my clients. So talk to us about that. I'm single. I want a relationship, but I don't really know how to go about it. Maybe I feel like I'm unattractive. Maybe I feel like I'm not worthy or I just don't know what the hell to do. The dating scene is crazy and cuckoo. Help me out, Mr. Coach. <laughs> well, it's it's simpler with singles because I apply what I call the three R's. That's the first. Those are the beginning. That's the, the basis of getting the singles back into the dating scene. It's called the three R's. It's on the website. So first of all, the first R is to reflect on past relationships. Get the lessons that you need to get from those relationships because they're lessons. doesn't matter how many relationships you were in in the past. They're things that you need to gain in order to go forward. But a lot of times we don't look back instead of in order to move forward. So I get them to write out certain things about the relationships of the past, especially the most recent one, right? So that they can separate those emotions and those events from their body. And then once we get on the call, we dissect those things. I give them the underlying issues that they need to work on, that they need to uh, get out of their body in order to be a better partner in the future. That's number one. Number two is what I call refresh. Now you start to move into a place where you start to do different things, things you have done in the past. Let's say uh, like a couple of years ago, I broke up with a woman, you know, so I started I started going rock climbing and, you know, stuff like this, stuff that I had never done before. You know, this is in order for you to feel a new uh, a new lease on life. As they say, you feel you start to feel better about yourself in your existence. So I have them do things like that, whether it's, it could be anything to get a new hairdo. Uh, buy a new dress, maybe get some new pieces to your wardrobe. You know, if people can afford it, maybe get a new car. It doesn't matter. Just do something different, right? Do something different. Then you have the thing called rebuild. And all this is, is, is that you start to frequent certain places that would be 
feasible for you to find someone who you're compatible with. Let's say you go, uh, you go to church, you go to church every Sunday, right? So I would have the person start going to other church functions, start going to Bible study, start going to uh, church retreats, you know what I'm saying? But just start being in the church's gatherings more because this is where you possibly meet someone that you're compatible with. If the person is uh, adventurous, you have them go uh, have them go biking or, you know, cycling and things like, you know, have them go bowling. You, you, just, you just have to give them other ideas of how they'll meet someone. Now, mind you, don't, don't overlook, this is for the people, who, the singles who are listening, don't overlook Clubhouse. Don't overlook it. <laughs> oh my God. I'm telling you, don't overlook it. I'm telling you, listen, listen. I, you can meet anyone anywhere, so I know the deal, this, but wow. This, do not overlook Clubhouse. However, there's a method to it. There's, there's things that you have to do in order to attract the right person on that app, but it can be done. This is this is where I met Kelly. I met Kelly on Clubhouse. This is where I met her at. All right. So did you did you end up in those little shoot your shot rooms? No, <laughs> no, no. I met I met Kelly in a gratitude room. Oh, see, the shoot your shot room is it's more it's it's not so much about meeting having a lasting relationship it's it's surface stuff yeah. that's why i don't even go in there I, yeah. I wasn't even going in those rooms yeah. because i wasn't my intention was not was not to have a surface relationship if that's what you're looking for then by all means you go into those rooms but those rooms are about surface stuff how the person looks how much money they have whether they can you know they can go here and go here how are they sexually that's what that's about I met Kelly in the gratitude room. That's where I met her at. But that's another talk. <laughs> that's, that's a whole other talk. What I'm, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, is that if you want me singles, I'm talking to singles now. If you want me to coach you, then I will mention to you clubhouse. I'm going to bring that up as an option of finding the person that you that you're compatible with. I'm going to mention it. And then we can discuss it. We can talk about it. If you want to use it, then I'll give you certain tools, uh, certain things to put in your profile, certain things to eliminate from your profile, uh, certain stages that you want to get on uh, and things like that. I'll give you tips that you can use in order to attract the person that you're looking for on Clubhouse. But that's another talk. Ooh, yeah. A little Clubhouse workshop here. That's, wow. that's oh right. God, yeah. wow. Right. Yeah, I don't yeah, know, that's man. right. Yeah, yeah, it's, oh, boy. yeah, it's a thing, man. It's a thing. I'm telling you. <laughs> oh no, no, I, I'm, I'm, I know it's a thing because everything is a thing. I've been on these things since for 27 years. Clubhouse is not. That's just another chat line to me. Mm -hmm. That's just because I've been on these things for 27 years. But that's a whole other talk. It is. <laughs> it is. It's a whole other talk. <laughs> All right. So here's something before I dive into a, a different direction here. So. Being that this show is uh, designed for men, what would you say a man, specifically a man, needs to do to prepare himself for an upcoming relationship or even 
be able to stay in one with someone who he cares about? What 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 should us men do communication wise? Any sexual things we need to be aware of? Anything? Any anything else? Finance? Whatever it is. What we what can we do as men to attract who we want specifically or stay with who we have if we give a damn? Okay. All right. I'm I'm gonna uh, if if a man who's listening to me is not grown up because many of us are not. We need to grow up first. We need to become men first. I'm going to give you a little tip here. And I've been hearing this for the past year and it is disturbing. A lot of women have come to me and said, guys, men come to them, successful men. You know what I'm saying? Men who, you know, they drive nice cars, they wear nice clothes, they, you know, they have good jobs, all that. They come to them and they say, men are intimidated by you. They tell women that. This is ridiculous. That in itself is a clear sign of a lack of manhood because a real man is not intimidated by anyone. Real men are not intimidated by anyone. Now, they respect people, but they're not intimidated by them. So if a man feels that way about women or a woman, this in itself is a sign that he needs to grow up. He needs to become a man because real men are not intimidated by anyone. That is not their place in the world. Their place in the world is, Look, I'm a man. You're just another human being. That's their position. They respect people. If it's the president, if it's this person, if it's that, they give people respect, but they're not intimidated by them. So that's my first piece of advice. If you're not grown up, do that. And I'm going to give you three pillars to build on, to build manhood on. It's three of them. The first one is truthfulness. I don't get into no long explanation about this, but one of the things about being truthful is that the man should acknowledge that he has a creator. Don't deny that. You do. Someone made you. You didn't just, you didn't just pop out of thin air. This wasn't your mother and father. No, you have some, you have a creator who made you. Acknowledge that. Be truthful about that and have some connection with him. That's just one part of the truthfulness thing. And then it spills over into other areas of your life. The second one is courage. What I mean by that is men don't shrink when challenges present themselves. Men are not intimidated by anyone. No, you're a courageous individual. You are an individual who stands tall in the world. You're not arrogant. But you're not, you're not afraid of anyone. You're not afraid of challenges. You don't back up when challenges present themselves. No, you, you have courage. You have sensible courage, but you have courage. The third one is passion. There are things and people that he's passionate about. He's protective of, his, of the people that he loves. He has interests outside of relationships that stimulate him and so forth. 
that those are the three pillars that you build manhood on. So if the advice that you're asking me for is what can I tell men to be better in relationship? Be a man first. That's number one. Number two, you have to be gentle and patient with women because they are different. They are different. They're not like us. They weren't created like us. So a man has to be gentle and patient with women. It's the thing. You have to be. There are certain things that are going to annoy you about her mouth because a woman can be vicious with her tongue. You're going to have to be patient with that and talk to her in a way in order to make her understand that you're a man and you're not going to tolerate being talked to that way. But you have to do it patiently and gently. Don't start talking to her in any type of way, because again, that's a sign of weakness in itself. But these are the two pieces of advice, Dennis, because I could go on and on about this. I really could. <laughs> I'm serious. It sounds like it. You I'm know? serious. I could go <laughs> on and on about this because I've heard some things from women about men that is disturbing. So I could go on. But those are the two pieces of advice that I'll give. One, become a man. Two, be patient and gentle with women because they're different. So if you if a single man comes to you and talks to you about, hey, I, I want to find a relationship, whatever it is, and you pick up or they indicate through their exercises that they haven't reached what you would call a, a, a man. Do you help him out with that? Do you help him out with dealing with opening up the truth for himself and, and things like that? I can. I can, I can help him with that. But again, one of the one of the things that will help him understand his position, right? Is understanding the position of the woman, understanding the opposite, right? So there's a tradition that states um that the woman, Eve was created from the bent rib of Adam. And the most crooked part is the upper part, right? And the upper part is her mouth. I would explain that to him. I would explain that particular tradition to him so that he can understand who he's dealing with when he's dealing with a woman, which will allow him, if he applies the lessons to be more patient with her, to be gentler with her because he has an understanding of her nature. He has an understanding of her makeup. A lot of times we don't understand women because we don't know about their nature, their natural disposition. We don't get it. We just see that they're out, they're working, they're the lady boss, they you know, they, they got their own company, you know, because a lot of women have this now. So this is what they see. No, but that's not who she is internally. She's still a woman. Her essence is still that. Okay, that's what you have to deal with. And you have to deal with that according to her nature. So I would do that. The, the, but the main thing that I would do is explain to him some of the qualities that a man should have. 
after I give him the three pillars that he should build manhood upon, I would give him some of the qualities that man should have. Response, he should be, he should have strength and trustworthiness. And this strength is twofold. He should have faith. He doesn't have to be religious. This is not what I'm talking about here. It's not what I'm talking about. I'm not preaching any type of religion. Although I have a particular religion, I'm not preaching that. But a man or, and a woman should have a relationship with the creator of the heavens and the earth. So he should have faith and he should be cultivating that. He should have some strength in that. And he should have some physical strength. Men shouldn't be weak physically. We should have some strength. Two, we should be trustworthy. When we say something, we mean that and we do that. We're not people who are, who are saying things and then doing the opposite. No, be trustworthy. If you say you're going to be at a place at a certain time, then be there. Unless there's something that prevented you from being there. If you say that you're, if you tell a woman that you're never going to cheat on her, then don't do that. Don't, don't get into the relationship and then later on you say, oh, you see this woman in, in Starbucks and then you decide that you want to, uh, you want to, you want to be with her now. You know what I'm saying? Come on now. That's not, that's not the agreement that you made with the woman that you're with. You didn't make that agreement. You said that you wouldn't do that. Okay, then why are you doing that? Where's, where's the trustworthiness? Okay, if you want to be with the other woman, okay, then break up with the woman that you're with. Don't be with both of them because you told the other woman you weren't going to do that. You see my point, Dennis? You understand where I'm going here? Yeah, look at that. Absolutely. So you definitely <laughs> would take them through all that. No, that's that's what's yes. up. And you have a lot of passion behind it. And listen, um, obviously men being men seems to be a very important thing for you. Listen. Um, and I, listen. I agree. I'm a coach too. So, I mean, why, <laughs> why how, are we here? How, how are we going to um, cultivate, for lack of a better term, the women if we are not Men who know how to cultivate women. It's, I'm, I'm asking the question, how are we going to cultivate women? Because that's part of our job. We, are, we should be the people who are protecting and providing and having a vision, you know, having the main vision for not just the women, but for the world. Okay, how are we going to do that? If we don't know how to do that. Yeah, that's that is a good question. How are we going to do something we don't know how to do? Exactly. Yeah. We, we, we mm -hmm. have to know how to do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good stuff. You know, I uh, I like to ask this question to everybody because I know that you mentioned that people have been asking you about uh, relationship and, you know, sex advice or whatever since you were 13. But that does not mean that you actually have to become a coach so what what's your journey what why did you decide to become a a couples coach because people ask me about a lot of things but i don't do those things as careers uh the re i thought that it was better to get some training along with the gifts and i'm going to give you an example uh when you you know anything about basketball dennis a little bit i'm not a sports guy but a little bit okay so there's this guy uh, who they say is the best player ever. I don't agree, but see this guy named uh, this guy named Michael Jordan, 
right? Yeah, some guy. Yeah, who is that guy? Yeah, some guy. This guy, Michael Jordan. <laughs> some guy, yeah. So he had all of these God-given gifts. He could jump high. He he was competitive. Uh, he had this chip on his shoulder. Uh, he had an athletic build. He had these big hands. But that wasn't enough for him to become a winner. He had to work on his game. He had to get better. He had to improve, right? So although I had the gifts to coach because, you know, people started doing this with me when I was 13, that was a, that's a clear sign that it was a gift from God. He just gave me this ability to where people feel comfortable sharing these things with me. And I had some insight into it, maybe because of the way I was raised. I was raised with four sisters, the only boy with four sisters and a mother. So I had gifts, certain tools already, but in order for me to be more effective, I had to train. I had to work on my gifts to make them better. So I, this is why I decided to get the training and become a certified coach because I needed the training in order to really benefit people the way that they deserve to be benefited. So that's the short answer uh, to that question. Mm. All right. Well, that's taking your gifts and capitalizing on them. Absolutely. So um, now here's something. Are you um, when you in, in relationships yourself, like when things come up, do you uh, kind of sometimes maybe you take your own advice or do you try to like become the coach in your own relationship? Like, how does that affect your personal relationships? Uh, it's, it's that's who I am. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what, what I mean by that is, is that when I, uh, when Kelly and I first started talking, you know, I mentioned to her, I said, um, what we're going to do here, I said that when issues come up that we want to know about each other, important issues, right? We're going to take that particular card is something that I call putting your cards on the table, one card at a time. So I said, we're going to take that particular card. We're going to put it on the table and we're not going to move on until we have come to some conclusion concerning that particular card. This is what we do. This is what we've done from the beginning. And this is what we continue to do. We, we take issues that are very important, that are relevant, that will affect us now and in the future of our relationship. And we discuss them. Kelly and I have never had an argument. We don't argue. We talk. Because arguments are, arguments are about being right. Let me repeat that. People argue because they want to be right. Take it for someone who's been arguing since he was 12. Arguing is about you wanting to be right. I don't want to be right anymore. I don't care about that. No, I want the truth. If two people have that, where they want to, the truth or a resolution, you, you're not, you're not going to argue because you're going to realize it's a waste of time. You're going to talk. Kelly and I talk. We take our cards, put them on the table, and we talk about it. Now, do we get upset? Sometimes at responses, yes, but we never raise our voice. 
We don't do that. We just continue to talk. We discuss issues because both of us want a resolution. We want to get to the bottom of the issue. We don't care who's right. It doesn't matter to us. You see what I'm saying? That's when arguments become testy. That's when they become uh, problematic. When one person or both people want to be right. Get out of that. And there are ways to do it. There are ways to get out of wanting to be right. But that's another talk entirely, Dennis. But what I, my point is, is that this is what Kelly and I do in our relationship. And communication, let me say this before I stop talking here. Communication is 90% of a relationship. Here, 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 here. It's 90% of a relationship. Whether verbal or nonverbal is 90%. The other 10 is just spending time together, intimacy, sexual relations. That's the other 10%. 90% of relationship is communication. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, that absolutely. And all those other things rely on communication anyway. Exactly. They sexual, rely, sex exactly. relies on communication. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And your biggest uh, sex organ is your brain. So... Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you might say that's a hundred percent if you want to go that far of when it comes to communication, because everything is kind of the underpinning. So even if you're having sexual problems with yourself or within the the structure of the couple, if you're not saying anything, it ain't gonna get better. So that's right. That's it, right. It goes back to communication. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see you're a pretty good coach there, Dennis. <laughs> well, yeah. you know what it is? I, I have a communication background with the speaking. Uh, public speaking. Plus, I have a similar past as you do, giving out, um, you know, sex advice and advice on building confidence, which is why I'm a men's confidence coach. Hmm. So we have a similar background in that way. Excellent. So, Excellent. Good stuff, man. So speaking of similar backgrounds and being a coach, what is a way that people can avail themselves of your services like your website well, how can people contact you okay uh you can go to the website which is lewismorriscoaching.com that's l-o-u-i-s-m-o-r-r-i-s coaching.com and you'll find the relationship rescue plan with lewis and kelly over there and also to get your group back plan and all the other stuff you know i have free giveaways i'm giving away three uh three free ebooks and I have uh, ebooks that I'm selling on Amazon. One of them is uh, something that we were talking about, about the manhood thing. I wrote a treatise on cultivating manhood. I encourage the men and women to get this. It's only like 20 some pages. It's just a treatise. It's not even a book. It's just something that will give the men or the young boys or the women who want to teach their sons a strong foundation of what manhood looks like. You know, that book is on Amazon. Or you can just go to, you know, I encourage you to follow me on Instagram and Facebook. I'm always giving out relationship tips and advice every day. This is, <laughs> this is, just, this is just part of the job. You know, I have to, you know, continually teach the people, give the people benefit, you know, in uh, relationships and in dating. You know, that's just part of the gig. So follow me over there at Lewis underscore Morris underscore coaching. And, uh, you, you can find everything over there in my bio link on Facebook and Instagram and like that, you know, in a schedule one-on-one -on -one call, you know, talk to me if you have any issues 
uh, in your relationship or trying to find someone who you're compatible with. And this is uh, this is what we do. I love it. You know, so, yeah, mm-hmm. I appreciate it, Dennis. Absolutely. Well, thank you for appearing on the show and talking to us about how to keep couples together and how can single men be real men, right? Yeah. <laughs> be a real man. Be That's a real right. man. That's right. Um, yeah. <laughs> I appreciate right. it, man. <laughs> no problem, sir. If you'd like to be a guest on Core Confidence Life to share your talents, resources, or life lessons, just go to cclpodcast.com. That's cclpodcast.com and click on Be a Guest. Be a Guest.